It's time for JT the Brick. But I'm a sports talk host. I talk about multiple topics. Vegas, baby, Vegas. Bill Foley gets what I do. And Mark Davis gets what I do. I bring passion and energy for every second I'm on the radio. We're going big today. You, the Raider Nation, have an opinion. Sound off like you got a pair. I can't get you much more than that. JT the Brick. Well, let me repeat that again. The Jelly Ellis era of this team is coming to an end. We need guys who are faster, in better shape, who can attack the football. Man, I never envisioned you'd be sitting next to me as that ridiculously obnoxious, aggressive openings play. He gets what I do. Genius. We want you to win. You can help my life by winning and making my life better. We've lost that sense from a pocket of fans. You got that? I think you all get that. And now, I love it. Here's JT the Brick. All right, hour number two of the show. Busy day for me today. Double dipping. I'll double dip tomorrow on Sirius XM and this show. Which I don't mind. I did a show this morning with a co-host. And someday I will be able to. I don't know when it's going to be. but It's like I'm in radio jail. Someday I'm going to get a co-host. And then another day I'm going to get another co-host. And then one of these days I'm going to have like four co-hosts. I want to have one of those shows where I say something and then I get to stop. I step back for like two and a half minutes and don't say anything. And then I jump in and say something. I don't have that yet. But I had a co-host today. And it took a little bit of the edge off. And now today uh, this show's quite frankly, a fun show as we move to the safeties in a moment. We'll get to that in a minute. We just did the cornerbacks. Uh, Bobby and I have to decide what to do next because we'll be done with the defense after the safeties. We did D-line, linebackers, corners. We're going to do safeties today and tomorrow, more so tomorrow. And then I think we lump in the kickers. It's not easy to lump in the kickers. There's some good kickers on this team. George Blanda, Sebastian Janikowski. Some good kickers and the punters, Ray Guy, Shane Leckler. I think we know what we're going to do. So that's a short day topic when I can get through that with your phone calls. And then we got to go on to the meat and potatoes next week before the rookies report and everything else with training camp. And we're going to get to the players such as wide receivers, halfbacks, and fullbacks. That's a big thing. I can't do running backs in a ball. I got to go Marv Hubbard as a fullback, Marcel Reese as a fullback. Clem Daniels and Marcus Allen and Bo as running backs. Pete Banaszak. Oh, my God. That's going to take a day or two. And then we're going to wrap it up with wide receivers and quarterbacks. So I got some work to do here. We got about five or six more categories to get to. So whenever you want to jump in, I, the, the participation has been amazing. The only thing I'm nervous about is what the hell am I going to do next summer? Because I can't do this again, Raiders all-time team, (laughs) next summer. Yes, more vacation. I got one more trip to take. My nephew's getting married. Uh, My dad just sent me an emotional picture today. My dad is getting fitted for his tux today. My dad's 85. My dad's got five grandsons, including my two, who are the youngest. My oldest nephew, who's only 25, is getting married uh, the last week in June. So next week... I'm going back to New York for four or five days with my wife and kids. It'll be the first wedding my sons have ever gone to. My sons have never been to a wedding. None none of their cousins have gotten married. So I'm going to go back for that. Then I'm going to come back for training camp. I'm going to travel with the team during the preseason. Haven't done that since I've been on the sideline as a TV reporter. I did that for 12, 13 years, sidelines for the Raiders. They got me in a new role this year, which I'll tell you about. And then we're back to the Raider grind where I picked up another TV show that I'm excited to announce. So I'll have the Coaches Show with Josh McDaniels. We'll do that every Thursday. I know some of you are thrilled by that. 
Some of you, some of them want me to go in with like a mask on and just a punching bag and just be an evil guy and get walked out the building. But I'll have the coach, and he's been really good to me, and I think he answers everything we ask. We asked him a lot of tough ones last year. The team was kind of in it, then out of it, in it, out of it. And then uh, we, we come back for Raiders Roundtable every Tuesday. So I'm going to be broadcasting in the building on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Which, again, I'm trying to secure a helicopter from Summerlin to get to deep, 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 deep Henderson on those days. But living in Vegas, Knockwood, there's not a lot of traffic. Get on that 215, man, to the 15. You see the M off in the distance. Get off there. Southern Highlands is on the right. And the beautiful Raiders complex. So looking forward to a busy, busy, busy year. So I'll get to the safeties coming up here in a minute. Uh, The safeties... When you look at the safeties and the history of this sport, the Raiders have some really good ones. Raider Nation, let's go, let's go. It's time for the Raiders Radio All-Time Raiders Team. The best of the best at every position. The greatest Raider team of all time. The Raiders Radio All-Time Raiders Team. Today's position, safeties. Now, this gets a little complicated because I have Dave Grayson in at safety, but he played cornerback, and a couple of the veterans told me to move him to cornerback because of the impact that he had, which is an important topic for me. So you can flip-flop this. Also, Charles Woodson, I'm going to take out of this category. It's my list, my rules. I'm going to remove Charles Woodson from safety because I put Charles at corner where he won the Heisman Trophy, came into the league, and he was a dominant corner, even though he played safety at the end. Uh, you know the other names, Van McElroy, George Atkinson, Jack Tatum, the assassin. Uh, there's been some great safeties in this franchise, in the history of this franchise. And some of them, Mike Davis, man, I was at Mike Davis's funeral. I was proud to get an invitation for that. And Mike Davis was a nice gentleman, a really good gentleman there. We got to talk about that. And, again, this is not a perfect list. Someone in the building said you should add Grayson at safety instead of corner. Fair enough. I had two players that played on the Super Bowl and said, no, put him to corner. So this is not a perfect list here as we look at some of the players here. Van McElroy uh, coming on the show, some of the other players there that you think should be included on this list. At the safety position, which has changed, the position has changed a bit over the years. Now we look at the – you know, free safeties and the box safeties. And I'm going through this list, and it's pretty interesting how many of the great players of all time. Now, here is the most complicated aspect of this list. Rod Woodson. Rod Woodson is one of the top 25 players ever. Not at safety, ever. Rod Woodson is one of the top 25 players. He played two positions. He played corner and safety. Rod Woodson is in this category and played at a high level for the Raiders. Also, Ronnie Lott. Where do we put... I don't leave Ronnie Lott off any list. Okay, I don't leave him off any list. I'll mention him here, but Ronnie Lott is a 49er. He's one of the greats of all time, but he played well with the Raiders. He did. He played well as a Raider at that position. So this is an important category. I'm going to lean on you guys and gals a little bit more on this issue. I'm going to lean on you as we take a look at who should be at this position group, at the safety position. Because there's no doubt about it as we're building out this all-time team. That's why we have the first team, the second team, and then I have what's called honorable mentions. 
so we can get them in on this at strong safety and to feel where you want to feel like these players fit best. So it's a little bit more complicated here. That's why I saved the safeties for last. I want to get through the corners and the linebackers because this one, uh, this one's interesting to me. I, I don't feel strong in this category. I don't. I know Tatum and Atkinson. I knew Jack when he was alive. I'm George is like my DNA with this team is George Atkinson. So you know where I'm going to have George. But you know, the rest of them, I'm going to need your help to get this done. Also, on Josh Jacobs, this isn't a topic that's going to go away. I think when we're broadcasting from training camp, people are going to say, is Josh coming today? No, he's not. No, he's not going to be there today. But one day what happens if we're there and I'm there with Q and Vinny and whoever, and all of a sudden he comes running out of the, running out of the locker room with his helmet on. He could do that whenever he wants. But what is the ability for him to play in training camp when he doesn't have to, when he knows what the situation is? That's going to be interesting to see. Raiders 66 has been great overall with our summer promotion on the all-time team. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing, uh, JT, today? Really good. Thanks for calling. Good. Um, as far as the, the Josh thing, um, I was disappointed, but I expected that outcome. Uh, and, you know, if I listened to the national media, I would probably be wringing my hands today thinking there's animosity between the two sides. But thank God for you and Vinny and Raider Nation Radio to give us the straight scoop that he was on, on site yesterday mm-hmm. showing how close things were. And that buoys my confidence that, you know, after the season, they have a framework started already and can maybe get things done and it doesn't drag out like this next year. So that's great. Um, one uh, quick uh, final thought on, on Willie Brown. You know all those names you gave on the, mm-hmm. on the cornerbacks? Willie probably played with or coached 90% of those guys. The guy was such a star. Check this out. In, in college at Grambling, he played tight end and linebacker, not defensive back. That's why he went undrafted. He was undrafted and taught himself basically how to play linebacker. He, he was the, one of the originators of the bump and run because he didn't know really what he was doing, but he figured if I'm beating up the receiver, he's going to pay attention to me and not the ball. And so I asked the question because I can't think of anybody. I know there's a number of undrafted players in the Hall of Fame, but how many undrafted players in the Hall of Fame didn't play their position in college? They didn't play it until they were in in the pros. That's how great a player Willie Brown was. Um, Quickly, I'll go some names because I got a couple of stories and I know you want to get some other calls in. Uh, My safeties, I got got half of the uh, Soul Patrol. I got Jack Tatum and George uh, Atkinson. Van McElroy, and I'm putting Dave Grayson in there because uh, mm-hmm. in my research, I saw that uh, Al drafted Tatum in 71 to replace Grayson. And then, uh, you know, the names Ronnie Lott and Rod Woodson are great. They're going to be on any list for safeties. But because of their brevity with the Raiders, I'm going to go old school because, as you said in your opening monologue, we want to teach some of the younger people about the Raider history, and that's why I'm all about is the Raider history. So I got some names for you here. Mm-hmm. Um, how about Eric Turner and Eddie Anderson? Very hard yes. hitters. Um, uh, Eric Turner died way too young. And Eddie Anderson, he uh, had, holds the Raider record with a 102-yard interception return for a touchdown against Miami uh, back in uh, 92. Uh, um, but here are some names that uh, you're going to have to scour to find. Warren Powers. He was a member of the, uh, the 11 Angry Men. In 63 games, he had 22 interceptions with the Raiders. That, that's pretty darn good. But the next guy, Tommy Morrow, I mean, he goes back before me. I started watching the Raiders in 66. 
He was from 62 to 64. In 42 games, he only played three years. 23 interceptions, including the NFL record for intercepting a pass in eight straight games. That's pretty darn amazing. Now, the two guys, Jack Tatum, in 1970, he was seventh in the Heisman Trophy voting. Now, he didn't return punts like uh, Charles Woodson. He was just a, a hard hitter, and he covered the best receiver on the other team. And seventh isn't too bad when you think about the top three guys were Jim Plunkett, Joe Theismann, and Archie Manning. So he was in pretty good mm-hmm. company there. Uh, and uh, he holds the uh, NFL record with a 104-yard fumble recovery touchdown against Green Bay. And it was tied uh, a couple of years later. But uh, the guy, And then George Atkinson, you know him. Mm-hmm. And he's listed at 6 foot 180. That's not true, is it? He's, he's a little shorter than yep. that and, and probably a little bit lighter. His clothesline uh, tackle, his trademark, was because he was going against guys that were like 6'5 and 230. So he had to come up with something. Uh, in his first game ever, he was also a great return man. His first mm-hmm. game ever was against Buffalo. The first time he touches the ball, he takes a punt 86 yards for a touchdown. In that first game, JT, as a rookie, he returned punts for 205 yards. That was an NFL record until 1981 when Leroy Irvin eclipsed it by just two yards. These guys were great playmakers. They were smart football players, and they were tough. And we get back to that. That's the Raiders style of play. We're going to be okay. I thank you for your time, JT. Go Raiders. Appreciate it, Raiders 66. I don't think I could have pulled this off without him and a number of guys and gals who are uh, tweeting at JT the Brick and calling in on this history lesson of where to have certain players on this all-time team. Where do you put them? How do you have them ranked? What do you do with these players? This is Raiders radio only all-time team. I love the safety position. And I'm, what I'm trying to do also, if you're picking up on it, is as we go from position group to position group, I try to bring it up to speed with this team. And let me just throw this out about Trayvon Merrick. I don't know him well. I interviewed him during his rookie year. I want the kid to be nails. I loved the kid when he came out of college. This is his make-or-break year. He's got to play well. The new regime's looked at him. He's got to make plays. He's got to make plays. He is a warning track center fielder. He needs to play closer to the ball with make-up speed to knock ball downs. He's got to catch the football when it's in his area. And then when we brought in Marcus Epps, who played in a lot of games, played in every game for the NFC champs, and we got him away from the Eagles, he better be good. Not, not serviceable. You don't bring the guy over from the NFC Championship Eagles and park him in our safety position and tell me about competition. No, he's penciled in. Spillane is penciled in. They're going to play. That's two of the 11 guys, including Max. And two more edge rushers and Chandler Jones and Tyree Wilson. And the corners who are going to make the team. Epps has got to have a big year. We know he can tackle. He can hit. What is this team going to do with a new disruptor in Tyree Wilson to come off the edge that's going to hurry up a quarterback and there's going to be a couple of more balls easier to catch? Better happen, man. It's got to happen. No doubt about it. Raider man checking in on the all-time teams. And Josh Jacobs. You mentioned it yesterday, Raider man. They did not get the deal done. 
Yeah, it's pretty heartbreaking for me too, man. What's going on, JT? What's going on, uh, Radio America? I just want to touch in some stuff, man. So there's a few intriguing things that popped up in your commentary today. Uh, see, of course, in the tabloids and stuff like that. But there's a few things I don't think people are really looking at it like on realistic terms uh, because of how the world works, you know, with social media and whatnot, and, you know, clickbait things, you know, clickbait mm. items. Yep. But something that's not clickbait for me that I don't think is being touched on enough is the leadership of Max Crosby and the leadership of Josh Jacobs. And how it was these two men that were sitting together in what I call fellowship outside that facility. Now, you know, you made a, a comment about, you know, being at the window, you know, when closing and happened right before you because of the business thing. And I understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing that pricks my heart is, and we're on two different dynamic terms. I'm talking me and Josh Jacobs here. I'm dealing with a situation where I was unceremoniously released from my employment. Now, I'm in no way, shape, or form able to kind of lay back on what I procured to this point as, you know, a la Josh Jacobs. However, I don't think that the delineation should go to having his uh, earning ability being dismissed. I mean, because it's not like a, a unsell, like an at-will firing like mm-hmm. I just got to deal with, but it, it is, you got to just deal with this. You know, when I'm going out my way to be the best person that I can be. And, you know, you don't want to go into the, the other elements of it because society is quick to tear the racial things apart. But for everything that I do as a person, and I'm going forward to show you who I am. I mean, you know, and I'm going to touch this because they did this to this young man uh, when he was drafted. But, you know, you exploit these young these gentlemen. And you put all up in the personal business and all that. Not you, but I'm talking about the media and the way that, you know, they, they, they propagate these guys to put them up on this pedestal. And then you're, this is like your family. You're adopted into this family. You come in, you knock your ass off of these people, and then you're just not accepted. And there's nothing for you. You just got to take what you're given. And then you're unceremoniously pretty much dismissed unless you between your legs in the case. Well, like a lot of these guys see it. No $10 million is nothing to sneeze at. But not having the securities behind me, not having that same mentality to go into this league, you know, into this season with that my hair on fire with this reckless abandon. But bigger than that, it's the second part of the nucleus. It's like you're splitting the amoebas here on my team. Max Crosby is the team leader on that defense, probably the team leader at this point. And Josh Jacobs was that solidifier on offense. Mm-hmm. And he had a voice and he was growing into it. And now he's castrated. And there's no reason why. There's just a, big, a business reason because. And nobody's touching on that when I believe that that man yeah. wasn't just there uh, just to be sitting and waiting on his turn. I believe that young man was in the parking lot praying mm-hmm. with his brother who was there praying with him in right. the trenches like a real football team would be. And that's mm-hmm. the nucleus of our team being torn apart. And I'm not taking swipes at Mr. Ziegler or at Mr. Uh, McDaniel. But I'm saying it's a travesty of whatever is going on with this league and the fact that it's just trivial conversation for people mm-hmm. and conversation fodder and people not really realizing what's happening to okay. humanity. All right. Uh, let I me jump. The yeah. platform, man. I appreciate it. No, I, I agree with your, you know, I understand where you're coming from on that. You're a diehard Raider fan. And I knew to expect calls like this from everybody, and especially ones who have been, you know, who are legendary Raider fans on this issue. They're not going to give him more money than what the market is, unless it's a special reason. And I think a lot of Raider fans believe there's a special reason to give him more money. So uh, I'm, I'm accepting that. I, I agree with you on that. That means they would be paying him more than the depressed running back market that Derrick Henry's in, Josh Jacobs in, Saquon Barkley's in. What makes this such a compelling topic for Raider fans 
is that New York and the Giants are a bigger media market than Las Vegas and Oakland combined. Okay, combined. And Saquon Barkley didn't get a deal. And Saquon Barkley's as good as Josh Jacobs. When healthy, when healthy, maybe better. Right? He's physical. He catches the ball. They're both really around the same player. Tony Pollard is down. If I'm Tony Pollard, I'm laughing. I'm going, huh, they didn't give a deal to Jacobs and Saquon? Get me on a jet to Jerry Jones' yacht somewhere. I want to sign that. Friend. I don't think Tony Pollard's worth $10.1 million, but he's getting it because that's where the boats rise and the money is. The problem is most people don't think the market price of $10.01 million is fair for the running backs. And I don't think it is either for the top three. I think if you take all the running backs in this league, there's 32 plus two plus more. I think the guys who are halfway down the list to the bottom of the list, they're not going to get franchise tagged. We're missing the point. The only ones who are going to get franchise tagged are like two or three. And the two or three that got franchise tagged are better, in my opinion, than that $10 million number. And if the, if the, if the number was $12 million, that's where they would have been tagged at and they wouldn't have got a new deal anyway. Right? If, they were, if the market said $12 million in a franchise tag, Dave Ziegler wasn't coming in giving away fourteen fifteen. The market's 10. Maybe on the table was 12 for Josh. I don't know. Dave's, Dave's really transparent. He's going to get in front of a podcast or a microphone, and he's going to explain what he can to keep everybody you know, informed on what they're trying to do. The only thing I add to this channel is one thing. The only thing. I'm no different than anybody else. You like me or not, I hope you respect me. Sometimes when I look at a situation, I look at it from a financial perspective. That's my background. And business is tough. It is hard. It is rough. I've been there with you. I've changed jobs in my career. There are good days and bad days. Yesterday was a bad day for Josh Jacobs. It was a bad day. Because he could have got a contract that he was happy with, signed it, and we wouldn't have this debate anymore. But the same for Saquon Barkley. Not Tony Pollard again. And this is what happens in a business. And Dave Ziegler took this job. Because he looked at the business side of the building. The business side. His side. I'm not talking about the Raiders have an unbelievable business with tickets and the stadium and the tours and everything they do. They are run as well as any team. Even though there's been a lot of change. When a lot of my friends who are no longer there who helped build this. And they're no longer here because change comes. And it's unfortunate at times. But when Dave Ziegler took over Mike Mayock's program. Mike Mayock, John Gruden's room. They came in and said, we do not want this job unless we can do it right. We want to do it correctly. We want to do it with more discipline. We want to do it with our plan and the structure that we had from the past that works. It hasn't worked here. It has not. There's no debate that the programs that have been in place the last couple of years, as much as I've been a part of them and wanted them to work and have been transparent on the show, good, bad, and ugly, did not work to the level of the Kansas City Chiefs, the New England Patriots, the Green Bay Packers, and the Baltimore Ravens. And those guys came in and said, this is how you do it. And now they're in year two. And there's tough, tough decisions being made on an hourly basis. Some you're going to like, some you're not going to like. But hopefully there's not a lot of head scratchers. If there's a bunch of head scratching things that we go, oh my God, why the hell did they do that? Then we got a problem. And I think these guys will, will do a pretty good job on that front because of where they came from and the success that they were able to see. Uh, let's go out to Raider O in San Diego. Go ahead. 
Hey, JT. Uh, first off on Josh, um, it is a bummer that he didn't get paid, but I hope that he comes uh, you know, with a, as good a spirit he can this season and give everything he can for the team. Tim Brown was Mr. Raider to me, and I remember him you know, uh, being talked about being franchised when I was a young kid. And I said, Hey, how are we not going to pay Tim Brown? He's Mr. He gave us everything. I think we got here with Josh, uh, by him not having as strong a season prior to last, you know, before last season where he hit a couple home runs and obviously was the yardage leader showed us what he can do. I hope that, you know, like all of us who maybe try to get a raise and it doesn't work out, he uh, continues to work hard and hopefully the future brings him what, you know, what he's looking for. Um, I couldn't get to yesterday to talk about the corners, but I just wanted to touch on, um, you know, we have such a great lineage. I'm going to just focus on my favorite. It was Charles Woodson. He was the goods from day one. I remember his uh, pick six for a touchdown, his first career touchdown, like it was yesterday. And obviously always came up with a clutch play. I, I think if he had had better team around him, you know, continuously, he maybe never leaves for Green Bay. And some of his big plays with them would have been for us. Who knows, you know, where we go. Um, and also as a safety, uh, one of my favorite plays was him uh, picking up a fumble against the Chargers and taking it back for a huge touchdown, a very memorable game. So thank you, Charles. Um, wanted to give you a couple other safety mm-hmm. shout-outs. Yes. Uh, um, I'm going to say thanks for combining on the touchdown to beat the Chargers after a long streak of losses to Michael Huff and Tyvon Branch. You know, I love Tyvon as a player. Just an honorable mention. I, I don't think he makes our top list, but someone who uh, made great plays. My favorite safety of all time that I got to see in person was Rod Woodson. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did not play with us for a long time, but as you said, he's one of the greatest from day one of the first game of the season uh, against the Titans, I believe. He's making interceptions, taking them back. Of course, his huge touchdown against the Broncos set the tone after we were having a tough uh, span there. And he was just a player who didn't mm-hmm. come and get a paycheck. He came to show the player that he was and help that team, and it was awesome. Nice. And a one last little tale for you for cornerbacks. Uh-huh. I got to give a shout out to Tory James. My uh-huh. first ever NFL game I attended in person. I had to pay my own way through hard work and construction for my dad. Uh, playoff game against the Dolphins the whole week. All the talk was about the Dolphins. And he steps in front of that Jay Fiedler pass, takes it back for the touchdown. And it was one of the greatest moments that I'd ever experienced. Only surpassed the, this last couple seasons ago at the last game against the Chargers. So uh, thanks, Tory James, for that and for you and Charles playing with the uh, Steel rods in your legs in the Super Bowl. We appreciate you. All right. Thanks, yeah, thanks JT. a lot. Yeah, I appreciate that. My son's on his first ever business trip and his new job, and he's spending the day with Rod Woodson. So I like that combination. Rod Woodson, one of my favorite people. Rod's a good man, a uh, really good guy, and really one of the top 25 players of all time. When you have the all-time greatest players, all-time, because of how unique Rod was, early in special teams, safety and cornerback, the dominance of his play, yeah, Rod's going to make this list, and I don't want to disrespect Rod by putting him on a second team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, Rod Woodson is not going to be – you can't – see, with Ronnie Lott and Rod Woodson, I'm struggling with this category because they both had an impact at safety with the Raiders. So how do you put them in honorable mention or whatever? But the only parameters I've had is most of these players that we're talking about spent the majority of their career with the Raiders. Not all of them. Not all of them. And, again, that's why this is not a perfect list. That's why this won't be on Raiders.com because the Raiders might have different opinions. This is a summer radio promotion that we're doing, and I think this all-time team is important. The Raiders all-time team brought to you by the DeCastaverde Law Group. 
Orlando and Alex DeCastaverde, Raider fans, season ticket holders, they get what I do. If you get into an accident, 702-222-9999, call them. They have a unique staff. They have attorneys, clerks, people working behind the scenes. They come together as a team, as we're talking about this all-time team for the Raiders, and they will lift up every rock. They will make sure they make every phone call. They will do everything. They will sit you down in their offices and treat you with the respect you deserve And one of the most important times in your life, when you get into an accident, you're injured, you need help, you need people you can trust. It's the DeCastaverde Law Group, 702-222-9999, one of our many proud partners of the Raiders' all-time team as we continue with that this summer. All right, let's keep it going today on Josh Jacobs on the depressed running back market. How do you feel about the market in general when it comes to this position and how it's being treated today? If this was getting treated like the quarterback market, I think Josh Jacobs would have got his deal done. But why is the running back market depressed now? I'll compare it to other sports, which I think I have a unique perspective when we come back. I imagine the running back group thread is a group text thread is probably going wild right now. And, you know, the running back market, unfortunately, is what it is. And that's what these guys are all battling. That's why it's been so hard to get a deal done because the franchise tag number has gotten lower and lower. So the team's offers have gotten less and less. And it's not about what the running backs deserve. All these guys deserve all of the money. They're all great players. The problem is when the team has them for $10 million, how much above that is a team willing to go, and then for what? It's going to take some tough circumstances, some really hard-minded individuals to get the running back market to where it should be, and maybe Jonathan Taylor could be a guy to do it. That is the Rappaport. JT, back with you as we continue on. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate Modelo. Modelo is a proud partner of the Raiders all-time team. Steve Gomez and the crew from Modelo listen every day. We appreciate their partnership. We'll be doing a lot with them. Modelo, the fighting spirit, my bucket of Modelo's on a Friday. We love Modelo, everything they do for us. What a powerhouse partner to have on the flagship of the Raiders, Modelo. Man, love Modelo. I drink Modelo. I love the bucket of Modelo's. They actually sent me a new bucket. Because they want some more social media with me and my ice down uh, bucket of Modelo's on my Fridays, which should be every day. The weekend is the weekend. The weekend, you should be in the pool late. You should be in early. The weather has been incredible. So a dripping wet bucket of Modelo's is the way I roll year-round, but especially here in the summer. The weather situation fascinates a lot of my friends and family back home. Like my sisters will send me a text. Is it really that hot? Yeah, it is that hot. Well, what do you do with it? Well, I get out of the pool and I walk inside and there's air conditioning. But you go to a restaurant, there's air conditioning. You get in your car, there's air conditioning. If you're lucky, some people don't have all that. I think of the people, the homelessness in this town, the people that need help, the people that need water. Just talk to Steph McKenzie in the hallway. Uh, she's fantastic and she talked about the success of the water drive that they had. The only thing I recommend everybody to do because it's so easy is that when you are driving around town, and you get an opportunity, if you can put some water in your car, to help people who need it here. But it has been hot. We didn't get to 117. I'm getting a little bit of heat because, Bobby, yesterday there was some hail 
in Henderson. And I did the Summerlin's Greater, the sign over Henderson. Nothing personal. Henderson's great. I love Henderson, but I live in Summerlin. We don't have hail. We don't have hail. We just had heat yesterday. You're more towards the central part here. You're more towards Summerlin than Henderson. You didn't get any hail storms yesterday, did you? No, you know who got hail? Huff. Huff is yeah, all the way out on Boulder saw. Highway. He put it up on the uh, Facebook, <laughs> I saw that. man. Yeah, it's a I lot. I saw that. I saw that. So uh, sometimes it blows like an oven out here. We know that. That's why you got to be prepared for it. It's not my first rodeo out here. It's tough to get motivated in this heat. Antonio is in Modesto. What's the temperature in Modesto, Antonio? What's it like out there? Right now, there's a slight breeze, about 102. So we're 102. Not 102. Okay, that's, 102 is <laughs> yeah. not bad. We're 105 here. No, we're 109. I was we're 109 here right now. Excessive heat warning. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, real quick. Um. I won't be here tomorrow, but I, I'm I'm sure guys will talk about Mike Mitchell. He flashed mm-hmm. with us yes. for a couple minutes. He, he he definitely um went went to Cleveland and Pittsburgh. He really took his game to another level. Um, a couple things about Josh real quick. I mean, I'm a guy, I'm an old school guy. I mean, I seen Reggie Jackson leave, man. I mean, that broke my heart in 77. I think it was 76 went to Baltimore. Yeah. Then he went to, then he went to the Yankees. I, 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 I don't want to see Josh. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do, uh, you know, coming up next year, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of, this is crazy. Raider fans don't, don't, don't blow me out there. I'm kind of seeing, kind of curious to see what Zeus is going to do. And that mm-hmm. kid, the undrafted free agent, um, McCormick, sincere mm-hmm. McCormick. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, that's, I mean, Josh had the had the rock three hundred and forty times. Um, mm-hmm. That's a lot. I don't know what they're gonna do with him. The following, you know, if they're gonna be able to get him. Um, I also wanted to to, to kind of uh, one more thing, uh, JT. Um, mm. I'm gonna bump uh, Nami on your on your second okay. team with Albert Lewis. I know he's in the KC Hall of Fame or the Ring of Honor, but um, Nami was great. Uh, he played on a lot of losing teams. Albert Lewis was mm. solid. He was physical. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Um, and then lastly, um, you know, w- whatever happens with this team, I'm, I'm going to meet you on the torch in Pittsburgh, or the first mm. game, the week first week one, or the mm. third game in Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm a Raider fan no matter what. I mean, I don't like all the moves, but I, I, I'm, I pay my, t- my prices to go to the game and not, not make mm. the decisions in the office. I mean, we all want to be GMs, but that's a tough call. If they said Josh was in the park up with Mad Max yesterday, man, I, just, I would love to know how close it was what kind of number it was, mm-hmm. but I hope that, yeah. you know, that Josh shows up maybe in the middle of August somewhere and, and gets it rolling. Thanks for letting me on the yeah, air. Thank uh, you. Andy. Thank you for calling. I appreciate your time. Really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, a couple of things with the schedule, and I looked at this, and I was explaining this to my wife the other day because we're season ticket holders. My wife, I have two seats. My wife sits in one. I'm in the other, but I'm working, and I'm in and out, but my sons go to a game. And we were trying to put together our plan here because of our tickets. And we got people that want to go to games and want to give a ticket to my wife's sister or whatever it is. So we're looking at these games. The Raiders play their first preseason game, their only home game, which is August 13th. August 13th. The next time the Raiders are home is September 24th. Can you believe that? So this Niner game is going to be big because if you're a Raider season ticket holder, A, don't give your tickets to Niner fans because there's plenty that will come to that game. And why, why wouldn't they? $80 flight from San Francisco. The Raiders will be gone after that game on the 14th of August, and they won't play till Sunday night football, a late game on Sunday night on the 24th. You want to talk about a tease. 
So on that on that first Niner home game, when we're out in the J lot with the black hole, shows brought to you by the black hole, go to theblackhole.com. And I'm out there that day for the Niner game and see everybody out there, and they have the tents up and everybody's the DJ's out, everyone's going crazy. They gotta pack their stuff up and won't be back in that parking lot till the end of September. Five weeks. That is a hell of a long break, man. That is, you want to talk about jonesing for some Raider football. That's going to be a big-time deal there. We've been telling you about the summer of fun. You'll be qualified to win four tickets to an Aviators game, which is always a great time. Then you have a shot at winning the weekly grand prize. This week, a seven-day Alaska cruise for two. Or you can just take the cash. It's $3,000. Take the trip or take the cash. It's the summer of fun. You know how the program goes. Ninth caller, 702-365-9200. Ninth caller, and you get qualified. You don't win. We don't give you three grand when you call in. You get qualified. And then as the contest chips away in all of our Lotus markets, all of them, you have an opportunity for these grand prizes that are really big. The summer of fun, that's the ninth caller, 702-365-9200. As we keep going. Hope the summer's working out well for you. Hope the weekend looks good in advance. I look at the weekends on Monday, Tuesday. And we're going to have F1. We're going to have the Super Bowl. Oh, and when we come back, I want to congratulate Summer League. I went three times. The first two times you couldn't get in. Uh, Last time I went, it was a little bit more open. But what a success for the NBA Summer League. I want to congratulate them when we come back and talk more about the depressed running back market. Uh, yeah, you know, we, we we talk often. He'll be at the wedding as well. Um, you know, the guy's earned every single dollar that he's about to get. And, uh, you know, obviously I've heard franchise, heard this and that. But, um, you know, he's a, he's a guy that I feel like is beyond earned a contract extension. He's 24 years old. He's got a ton of, you know, ton of work left to do in this league. And, um, you know, one of the one of the biggest dogs on the team and one of the best dudes I know. So, uh, you know, my vote, you, know, you, you got to pay a guy like that. It's Max Crosby, who did get paid. Uh, Josh Jacobs will play on the franchise tag. It's a huge national topic, big topic on the flagship of the Silver and Black, Raider Nation Radio. As we jump in again, we are brought to you by Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. We are building a bunch of activations with Remy Martin. Uh, They have great events happening all over Las Vegas. Pool activations, nightclubs, restaurants galore. We are proud to be associated with Remy Martin because of the brand they bring to Raider Nation Radio, one of the premier brands when it comes to not only all the different types of liquors they have, spirits they have, the way that they're able to promote themselves in this town. Man, are we happy to be doing business with um, Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. Okay, the safeties, we've gotten a bunch of safeties. Tomorrow we'll clean this up. There was a lot of Josh Jacobs sound today, so we had to get to that. But George Atkinson, Jack Tatum, uh, Van McElroy, as we go through the list of the top uh, safeties who are out there on that list, it usually is the same type of conversation that we'll have tomorrow. You got your four? Who are your four? But who are the four after the four? Who are the, next, who are the second group of players there? Say you have someone like Mike Davis, Tatum, George Atkinson, Van McElroy. Who's in your next four? How about Ronnie Lott? Rod Woodson. Now, Dave Grayson, I know that I went a little bit back and forth. I used him as a corner because two of his teammates told me to put him at corner. 
Okay, let me make that clear. When he came in and played with those guys, said, no, 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 he was a better corner than he was a safety, and he was a very good safety. And uh, we got a couple other names out there that we've been hearing, Eric Turner, Eddie Anderson. So we'll come up with that uh, sometime tomorrow. Tomorrow's Wednesday, Vinny Bonsignor Day. I think we'll have Vinny on tomorrow. He'll talk about a couple of things that are happening here. And what I like to do is give those guys a break over the summertime and not put them on the radio. All of our regulars who we lock in, for the regular season here, that's a lot. They give us every two weeks. So I give them the summer off, and I do the heavy lifting here. And this hasn't been that heavy because of what we're doing with this all-time team. So we'll get back to who our regulars are. I'm adding one more Raider Insider this year, which I'm excited about. And then we'll keep trucking on, which will be hopefully not a long season with the Raiders. I don't want a long season, wink, wink. I don't want one and four. I don't want two and six. I need three and three. I need four and two. I need something big to happen early in the season that changes everything. And that's only going to happen if Josh Jacobs and Jimmy Garoppolo are here. Everyone get that? Jimmy G passed the physical, had plenty of time to heal, plenty of time to heal, plenty of time to heal. Hopefully he's good. And then Josh decides to take some time to himself, and he's ready to go when it's time to go. That's all I'm looking for. I think we can get through the rest if that happens. Dave in Nevada. Dave, thanks for waiting. What's happening? How you doing, sir? Good, Dave. Um, I guess you guys are talking about the greatest Raiders ever. Mm-hmm. I'm an OG Raider guy mm-hmm. from the late 70s. Yeah. Early 70s, late 60s. Yep. And do you remember the guy they used to call, Howard Cosell would say it, the University of Mars. Yeah, we talked about him. We did the defensive tackles with Otis Sistrunk about a I week ago. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't hear that. That's one. okay. Don't you don't. You don't. That. I don't expect you to listen every day. But uh, who is your favorite Raider cornerback? Because we just wrapped up the cornerbacks. Would you go Willie Brown or would you go Mike Haynes? Mike Haynes. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. I go Mike Haynes. Do you know that? Atkinson and Tatum, they made the point system. Uh, if a knockout mm-hmm. was like worth five points, a mm-hmm. carry off was 10. Mm-hmm. You're an yeah. old school guy. I appreciate the call, man. That guy's old school, man. Knockout system. Yeah. <laughs> Raiders were tough back then. They, 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 there were a lot of things happening with the Raiders back then, especially on how they put on their pads and what was in the pads and type of extra oomph. Those pads were able to give back in the day. Uh, Let me thank NBA Summer League, Albert Hall and the entire team over there, Eric Rodriguez, who's in our building here, who puts us together with the NBA Summer League. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers grabbed their first Summer League title, which was great, over the Rockets last night. And that was a big deal. That was an unbelievable game here. We saw what I thought was the most important thing, Wembanyana. I was there for that. I was there the first two out of three nights when it was sold out. It was incredible. Took my son to another day out there, sat in the crowd, and just loved it. What they have been able to do at Summer League is grow a brand that is very important, not only to Las Vegas, but the global world of the NBA, and it's going to help Las Vegas with their growth going forward. Everybody got a chance to see the sphere. They put the Summer League ball up there. But the people who went through the heat, went out there, bought tickets, with the help of us over here at Lotus, uh, there were no real giveaways, man. This year was t- it was tough to get a ticket to get in there 
because it was so popular. And I thought it was very impressive to see some of the younger players. Every year I come out of there, I got a couple of new players that are out there, and I love to see the players that come in and have a great game. Cam Whitmore, uh, the 20th overall pick. We mentioned Wem Banyana, Scoot, who played here at Ignite. Some of the players that were there. But the experience is a pleasant experience for kids and for the league and especially the celebrities who come. And that's, this is the time where we need to fill hotel rooms in this town because it's so hot and there's open dates. Not with NBA Summer League, man. They control this town, and they do it in a great way. So, again, Albert Hall, great friend over the years. He does a great job with Hall Pass Media, everyone at Lotus, and a nice connection with NBA Summer League. We hope to be involved with them for decades to come because they run a great program over there, and everybody walks away with a tremendous experience especially the staff on scene and having two venues that you can go back and forth with and the players who are looser, they give autographs. They want to make sure that the kids have a great time. One of the best kids events that you could have out here. No doubt about that. All right, so I'm freaking out as a Yankee fan. That's been just so difficult to watch this team just collapse. Otani with the bat flip last night was incredible. Uh, SEC media days was a big topic, uh, but I'm mostly concentrating on the Raiders. This running back market that's depressed. Let me leave you with this point. I blame the NBA. I blame the NBA, the National Basketball Association, because of their salaries out of control. Everyone in the NFL wants to be an NBA player. Not everybody in the NBA wants to be a football player. They played football. But everyone in the NBA loves, you know, when you look at the NBA, they love the NFL, but the NFL loves the NBA more. And when you're paying guys like James Harden and Kyrie Irving to quit and you're giving them $400,000 a game and they load manage like Kawhi Leonard, the NFL sees that. So to think that to think that Josh Jacobs is going to make $10 million to put his brain on the line with potential CTE, his brain health on the line, and a guy like James Harden could make $43 million? What? To play that sport compared to the NFL, the NBA contracts have a lot to do with this. And the NFL doesn't have guaranteed contracts, and the NFL has a franchise tag. And the players collectively bargained all of that. They didn't have to agree to it. It's just one of the things they bargained for, and they agreed with this. And we're seeing a flaw with it, or maybe not. Maybe this helps the owners run their businesses better or not, but it affected the Raiders and Josh Jacobs. Thanks to Bobby who put the show together. Thanks to Jeff Sherman, Vinny Bonsignor tomorrow. Everybody stay out of the heat. Cool off. Protect your neighbors in this heat warning. And we'll do another big show tomorrow as we'll finish up with the safeties. And we'll go heavy on the safeties tomorrow and have the Raiders all-time safeties on the Raiders all-time team. Have a great day, everyone.